You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris. Damn, Trey, is it... Does it seem like the tide's getting a little high? Is I, high tide coming? I think it is. I think it is past high tide. You see, the moon's already past us. It's going up, and I got a is funny it? story for you. I also, you know what my wife told me? She said that in addition to the tide being affected by the moon, also her menstrual cycle's affected by the moon. Well, uh, that's hard for me to believe. Well, but, I mean, normally during a menstrual cycle, my wife gets a little, you know, hanky-panky every now and then. She's a little different. But, to, like, last night I asked her, you know, if I could have a little piece, and she said, no, thank you. That's kind of weird. It's hard for me to be rejected. It makes me a little sad. I mean, because you, if you're married to a woman, whoa, whoa, a little rocking on the boat here. <laughs> I guess the high tide's coming in a little bit quicker. Yeah. It's a beautiful day out here. Yeah, it's off, off of Amity whoa, Island. Whoa, whoa, Trey, Trey. Trey, you got a bite, I think, boss. Your, your little thing's bobbing up and down. Oh, it sure is. Oh, you hear something? Whoa, whoa. Uh, there's something a little bit in the distance there coming a, towards is there us. there a ship coming toward us here? What is this? Your your line's a bit long to me. Hey, huh? Oh, listen. Ooh, it's going out. Oh. Whoa, it's not stopping. Oh, shit. Wait, it stopped. It's, oh, it's gone under the boat. Oh. It's, Trey. It's Trey. a smart fish. It's gone under the boat. Trey, you're about to get to the end of the line, Trey. It's, I'm trying to hold it, Daniel. Help me. <laughs> Grab the oh, rod. Welcome to Masterpiece Theatre. That was a small selection from a deleted scene from Jaws 3. We wrote brought that, to you by 80s Revisited. We wrote that about, what, four years ago to add to the movie? but The, the director cut it. It was a very sad cut, I had to say. I, I really thought it brought the whole the 25th anniversary into, or something, 30th anniversary. Into Jaws. They wanted it, to put it in it. It but humanized no. the shark. The fisherman represented an aspect of the shark that was not presented in the movie. Yeah. And we brought it. <laughs> <laughs> that menstrual cycle line, I, I felt good about well, that. Well, my wife put that in there. Or no, no, it was your wife, I believe, when we were over fish and chips. Yes, um, I believe she wasn't really fond of me that week, so of course she's Well, she say does something. like the drink a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, As uh, do we all. <laughs> wine didn't work that day. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another Blast from the Past with 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. And the other, Daniel San Angelo. And with us, as always, our producer, Jesse. Yes, I am. And thank you if you stuck around through that improv theater to the meat and bones. <laughs> I hope you got at least no one pun intended of, of this week's episode. And of course, we're talking about Jaws 3D. So, <laughs> Daniel and Jesse, you just literally watched it. I believe, Daniel, it was the first time you've ever seen it, oh, correct? Definitely. Yeah. Jesse, how? Are you yeah. in that club? Yeah. yeah. Didn't know Dennis Quaid did it. Didn't know Lewis Scott Jr.'s in it. So you went into it with no expectations, just knowing that it's the third dimension is terror. Yeah. It was 3D. <laughs> well, let me, before we get into it real quick, were, were, were you terrified? Uh, a bit. <laughs> but not for the right reasons. No. <laughs> All right, let's get, the, let's get the who, what, when, where out of the way real quick. Uh... Jaws 3D released July 22nd, 1983. Daniel, you weren't even a zygote or anything yet. I was close. Well, yeah, it could yeah, have been. I was close. July, yeah. What day in 84? In May? May 27th, so it was about September, October. Yeah, you were almost I was almost swimming, yeah. You were still split. <laughs> yeah. But you always won. Uh, this released uh, a week, the same week as Mr. Mom did. Yeah, but it was Mr. Mom in a ago. limited release. Yeah. Oh. Not a... Not a uh, not a uh, national release. No. The movie uh, y'all never got to. We will. I promise you. <laughs> did My watch promise it a couple weeks podcast. ago. Now, here's the thing. Jaws 3D was number one at the box office for the weekend. With no, how much? Uh, 13.4 million. It's how, much, much, how much did it make in total? <laughs> I'll get... Okay. First, okay. 13.4 <laughs> opening weekend. The budget was 20.5 million. Damn. And I assume it all went to the shark. 
Sure. <laughs> Which isn't saying much. A 35 foot damn shark. <laughs> yeah, the worldwide gross was 87.9 million. So it did make money. Uh, also, uh, 45 million domestically. So it kind of, sp- like uh, we saw with, uh, what was the last week? Um, Batman. Heck, not half of its worldwide gross yeah. was American domestic, the other half was worldwide. So. Uh- I mean, I guess it would be successful for them to make a fourth. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, just Somewhat, think. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was the number 15th highest grossing movie of the year, the number one movie for 1983. Daniel, you should know this. We've covered it on the podcast. 1983. Probably not going to remember. Three. Oh, Return of the Jedi. Bam. Good <laughs> job, my friend. <laughs> yes, Return of the Jedi was number one. Now, IMDb gives this gem of a movie a 3.4. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, 12%. <laughs> So yeah, the critics are clearly divided on how I bad this movie you, is. I won't give you a score yet. Of course not. We but gotta but it would, mine would be a bit higher, actually. Wow. Just because of the, the laugh. Crap. Yeah, there's a couple <laughs> of just laugh out loud parts to it. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. In I would a, agree with in that. A, in a different type of way, but it wasn't a, a watch where you're like, oh, fuck, get this over with. You know, but yeah. it was it was bad movie. Okay. It was Mortal Kombat 2 bad, but... I might actually would watch this Jaws over Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation. Eh, either I, one. I, I they're, could not stand They're both bad. Uh, directed <laughs> by Joe Alves. It was his only film. Oh, <laughs> He was actually a production designer on the first two, Jaws 1 and Jaws 2. It was written by Carl Gottlieb, who also wrote Jaws 1, Jaws 2, and Jaws 3. And actually, this surprised me. Richard Matheson helped to write the screenplay. Richard Matheson, you might uh, remember, uh, he wrote the short story that became I Am Legend. Oh, nice. And also Real Steel. So he's kind of hit or miss <laughs> on his storytelling. I didn't see Real Steel. I didn't either. Eh, Hugh Jackman, I think he's a great actor, real quick tangent, but movies, eh. it has that kid aspect. I hate when they bring the kid aspect into yeah, a movie yeah, yeah. where the kid, you know, of course the main character should learn something mm-hmm. from his kid, but not how to fight when he's already a boxer. Okay, okay. end, of, end <laughs> of tangent. <laughs> it's worth seeing once. Don't buy it, rent it, Netflix it, wait for it on Netflix, whatever. But yeah, as you mentioned, Dennis Quaid, as Mike Brody in this film, wouldn't didn't know that at all. <laughs> I don't think he. I think the he's biggest quite surprise for me it. was Lewis Gossett Jr. Yeah. Well, like, when did he read the script and go, "Yeah, I think I'll take this." Like, well, was this before Officer and a Gentleman? I think he won an Oscar for that. Yeah, he did. I think this was after. After, I, I think because well, that's even worse. If it was after, why why would he choose? Why would he choose this one? Well, honestly, until this one, I uh, know you haven't seen Jaws too. No. Uh, of course, the first Jaws you've seen, Jaws, yeah. the original Jaws, is one of my favorite movies of all time. Probably my top five or top ten. Yeah. If I had to sit down with a gun, I had to make a list of the top my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's much like I mentioned with Batman. It's one that I can quote practically verbatim. Mm-hmm. I love Jaws. I love this mo- that movie so much. And uh, two, not nowhere near as good as the original, but it's not like this. It's nothing like three and four. I would I would compare it much very similar to the, the Batman franchise which we did the first one last week. The first one's phenomenal. The second one's eh. You know it's I still like you know I'd say it's still a good movie. Then you got the third one, and it's all downhill from there. And then it <laughs> ends with a steaming pile of shit in the fourth film, which we'll get to next week. But uh, yeah, Jaws two is actually really I, I I think it's it it's believable to have one sequel to that story, mm-hmm. but. This one is just, the storyline of Jaws three is just so crazy, which we'll get into uh, in just a second. Well, I got one question with that though. Um, the actual Sea World aspect. What did they think of that? Well, I mean, they actually filmed it at Sea World in Orlando. So, well, who do you mean? Who thought what of it? Sea World itself, or wouldn't you think if you know? I know it's just a movie, but. Isn't that kind of a little bit of bad? Oh yeah, bad. You know, bad. Not press or publicity, but bad. Uh, yeah. Why not just come up with a fake name? But even filming at SeaWorld, just yeah. to say this was filmed. As it, why not come up with like a fake name? Like, I guess they just wanted it was part. Maybe they saw it as yeah. some like a marketing thing to be tied with <laughs> the safety at SeaWorld. The Jaws franchise struggle. You know, what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like Soylent Green comes out and it's you know it's yeah. uh, Kraft Soylent Green. No, but I'm just wondering how. What if they said anything about it or? Yeah, uh, there's really not much research to find out about this film, but I didn't find anything like, like that. What, like, in what if you up ma- anything about it? What if you made a stupid movie and involved a poison taco from Taco Bell? They're not going to be proud of that. Yeah, it's like, not going to be sponsored by Taco yeah, Bell. Exactly. So I was kind of wondering, you know, well, big old. It's also the '80s, and I, I, I honestly, I think it's that, that you know, 
when Jaws came out, like we talked about before, it was the highest grossing movie of all time for a, a brief period mm-hmm. until what uh, Star Wars a few years, three years later, uh, two years later. So you know, it was a huge thing to be part of that. It was a juggernaut of a franchise. Every sequel of this movie made to Jaws made money. Now. They decrease in quality exponentially every time you go down. But they were just like the Saw franchise. It's no matter how, or even Friday the 13th. And yet, especially the horror genre is one of those that just they can pump out sequel after sequel relatively cheap and make some money on it. Yeah. And I think it's just like, oh yeah, we're in Jaws 3. I did see pictures online when I was Googling stuff just to try to get some more information or facts about the movie to where like uh, when they were filming it, they actually had like signs saying, this is used in Jaws 3 and they kept like some of the, the architecture there from like the entrance to the cave. And Okay, well that, that's a that's an interesting point. I just I just didn't know if SeaWorld... Nowadays I wouldn't say anybody would want to do that yeah. because of you know this the social stigma of like your product being perceived as being poisonous or, or negative, harmful. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see a brand doing that now, but I mean it obviously <laughs> didn't hurt SeaWorld because yeah. I mean they're still around. Uh, but yeah, Dennis Quaid was Mike Brody. He was also an enemy, enemy mine, another great eighties film with also who which also starred Louis Gossett Jr. as an alien. They're basically basically crash on the same planet and they're enemies. <laughs> opposing nice. forces and they're both kinda injured. And they're like just kind of most of the movies are actually talking to each other. It's a really really good movie. Hatfields and the McCoys, in a sense, yeah, you but, can, but with the Earth as the <laughs> as the, the battlefield. And the, yeah. And then also he was in the great '80s film Inner Space with Martin Short. I don't know if you ever saw that, where they shrunk mm-hmm. him in a machine, they inject him to a body, and he's mm-hmm. in the body though. It's a great movie. Meg mm-hmm. Ryan's in it too. Well, we'll get to it on the podcast because it's one of my favorite '80s movies. Uh, Beth 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 Armstrong was Catherine. Uh, she mainly did TV. Uh, she was in My So-Called Life with uh, Claire Danes. She was in Castle and CSI. She really didn't do much movie stuff. You mentioned the great Louis Gossett Jr. Mm-hmm. I remember him from Iron Eagle. He was Calvin Bouchard. And like I said, he was an enemy of mine. And uh, Leah Thompson, her first movie ever. This was her first acting gig. Recently did one with her with Red Dawn. That's right. Yeah. And we will be getting to her shortly in Back to the, Fu- the, Back to the Future trilogy. Uh, she was also in Howard the Duck, which will also be on this podcast eventually. And uh, my favorite character from this movie, aside from Louis Gossett Jr., is uh, Mr. Fitzroy, the uh, Englishman, not the you know the camera guy, the, the one that goes down. At the yeah, end. he gets yeah. eaten. He's yeah, stuck uh-huh. in the mouth, yeah, I got flopping yeah. around. The shark is still <laughs> able to eat and breathe with somebody obstructing its throat. <laughs> uh, but that was Simon Simon McCockendale, I believe is how he pronou- would have pronounced it. He actually passed away in 2010. No. So he's no longer with us, but he was mainly a dramatic right. actor from uh, Falcon Crest on TV, sort of like a primetime yeah, soap. My mom loved that. Movie. Oh yeah, mom and that Dad. and Dynasty and, and uh, Dallas, all those. Yeah, yeah, all those big in the '80s. But uh, kind of touched on a little bit. But Daniel, your overall impressions again? Jaws three. What uh, did you think of this movie? It was it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Just the cheesiness of it. The first time you saw that arm. <laughs> Like coming towards you, dimensions. It, it was like laugh out loud funny to me. Um, the acting, I, I was talking to Jesse because we kind of watched it together. If Lewis Gossett Jr. after a couple of, of his interesting lines that he would do, if, like they were like cut, and he just started laughing his ass off because that seemed way under his like his talent level to me. Because mm-hmm. that dude's a fantastic actor to me. But uh, Quaid's funny too. A lot. Some of the funny things of it was reactions. Oh, yeah. Like uh, when you finally see uh, Mama Shark, mm-hmm. and he's coming towards that building, or the uh, little thing underground. Yeah. And then you see Quay going, <gasps> and then like pointing, <laughs> pointing towards it. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. <laughs> I just love it how uh, it's, I, don't, I think the reactions are key, because it's, uh, when they have the baby shark, okay, I would not just, you know, even though my girlfriend's in there like, just jump in the pool and like take my hand and put it in the mouth. <laughs> and then like, oh, it starts waking up and starts they start you see them physically shaking the shark to make it look like it's coming alive. And it's just like and like but it starts moving and then you know, it's not like a scare reaction. It's like, okay, the shark's gonna Oh no. <laughs> and then then they get out and then like but it's so slowly, like yeah. so slow and it's just it's so it's just so cheesy. Do they have that that uh they bound to have that type of undersea thing? At places, right? Well, see, I was actually... I never went... After seeing this I movie ne- as a child and going to SeaWorld, I was disappointed they didn't have it. Because I know there's a restaurant somewhere underwater. It yeah. costs a lot of money to go eat there. Mm-hmm. But I, know, I uh, wonder if the, that that's a, that would be a cool thing to have. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I know they have... They, a lot of place aquariums have similar things to underwater tubes. Yeah. But... I don't. I do not know of one like this one where you had it was under you know a hundred yeah. feet of water, like deep under. You walk down to like a almost a 
Seems I guess like a multiplication that. sign of with a hub in the middle. I know it would you know, be a massive amount of yeah of money to get that done and all because of the water pressure and all that, the safety measures. But that can make money. To well, me, th- I think. Uh, but the thing is, just like when you're at a zoo, you can go to a zoo and not see one animal because they're yeah. all chilling in the back. Same thing with an aquarium. I think they do the more closed. You know, yeah, they have the tube you can walk through, but it's smaller in scale, so that way you can actually see the fish uh-huh. instead of like, oh look, 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 look. oh it's gone. If yeah. you were in a, if you were in a big lagoon like they were, so unless you had it closed in, yeah, like under where, like like two different things, yeah, one and then a huge one after that. That minute. would be cool because then like you know because you, you want you go to an aquarium to see the stuff. Yeah, and seems then, uh, pretty cool to me. Like uh, that was a good thought to me. I think so. I mean, I think honestly, the overall premise of the movie, I could see how it could work. Yeah, could, it's not could too it bad. be a, a good movie? Not not with that premise, but it could. I think it succeeded at being entertaining. I find it entertaining like you do. Yeah. Like, I, it's a bad movie. It's really ludicrous. <laughs> but it's in, I like watching it. It's enjoyable. The effects are laugh out loud. Mm. Terrible in this one. <laughs> Especially uh-huh. when, you know, when the shark looks better in the first two, and then, you know, the third one can't, can't wait to the fourth can't thing, up, like you an, said. Up, uh, up the ante on the effects. It's like, you know you're in trouble. I mean that scene at the end where it's just slowly drifting towards the glass yeah. is like one of the and then it hits it hits this magical wall and this fake and glass breaks off and you. the yeah. shark completely stops. stops. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just ludicrous. It's so. There's the famous arm right there. Oh yeah, just floating. And <laughs> I love how every time there's a, a a shot that's meant to be 3D, it sits on it for about 20 seconds. Yeah. Like in the beginning where it bites the fish head, that fish head just kind of spins for like 10 minutes. Just yeah. also the, uh, the little vehicle they get in, which has the thinnest glass ever. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, the pressure alone would just take that over. But anyway, um, how the slow turn that they oh, showed yeah. of it. Ooh, typical <laughs> sub sound. And, yeah. and then uh, it's just, I mean, I, like I said, I love this franchise. Uh, I love Jaws, the original. I love the second one. This one's just so, <laughs> it's just such a drop off in quality all around. Yeah. And then like, you know, here's what when I was watching it again, it's like it's just so like you talk about reactions where they're when they go to the night dive to uh, tranquilize the shark, yeah. and the chick's just staring off into space, and the dude's talking, and he's like, "Hey, Catherine," she's like, "What?" <laughs> like it's just there's so many. Another thing I was kind of talking to Jesse about is uh, the, the big bodybuilder guy that gets killed. Yeah. Spoiler alert: gets killed. Um, why do you decide to do that at night? It's carrier at night <laughs> but, and, you know like okay how does this shark sneak up on this dude because he's like under there for a good bit he whoop, turns around like yeah, three times r- nothing roaring, there especially and then 30. all of a sudden ambush yeah. sharks don't do that yeah, they do. They, you know it's like it's so funny because uh deep blue sea was on tv the other day another bad shark movie but it's swim so bad backwards. i like it yeah. and like you know oh sharks can't swim backwards at least they acknowledge it in that at one least they can kill samuel L. jackson that was <laughs> the that best a, part of and, that movie and honestly <laughs> Speaking of Samuel L. But it's funny too because that effect when he gets killed is probably on par with the worstness yeah. of the effects in this movie. It's so terrible. Just so terrible looking. But uh, same thing. a great curve that the shark had to actually because wasn't he standing? Yeah, so when the cut, shark jumped out. It's like the, well you haven't seen Back to the Future. It's like the, you, you see Back to the yeah. Future. Yeah, the, the hologram one from Jaws 10 and Back to the Future 2 yeah, yeah. where it like makes a 90 degree angle and <laughs> you'll see that soon enough then you'll get the joke but uh but I, I wasn't really bored with the movie yeah I think <laughs> I think it does it keeps you interested enough to finish it yeah now four is next week we'll, we'll talk about that one then but uh speaking of you mentioned Louis Gossett Jr. an officer gentleman with his Oscar there's a interesting parallel to draw between this movie and that movie and we'll we'll go over that on that one I'll give you the first half of it now Louis Gossett Jr. won an Oscar, I think, the year before this, whenever Officer Jones came out, right before. And then the year this came out, he got nominated for a, Raz, a Razzie uh-huh. as Worst Supporting Worst, Actor. Yeah. Excuse me. And that's only... You'll see that there's another... someone That happens to somebody in four. Same situation. Yeah, I don't know anybody in hey, four. That's why I didn't want to say who, who it is. So you'll see you'll, you'll see it the second you see it. Yeah. You know, oh, it has to be that person. When was four? 87? I believe so. Let me see. I can tell you exactly. He, he won an Oscar before Jaws 4? Yeah, 1987. Why the hell would you choose to do that movie then? <laughs> well, I'll, I have a... Uh, to basically explain that, I have a quote from this person that sums up the reason they did the movie. Okay. So you'll, you, we'll get into that then. <laughs> but uh, to, like, I want to look right now and see who... <laughs> you'll, you'll see soon enough, my friend. But yeah, I mean, 
you know, the first Jaws is, is that horror, it's action, it's, it's so many genres, and one, it's an adventure film. The second one's more straight up, Shark comes back from the, because they killed, the, you've seen the first one, they blew up the original Jaws, and, you know, sensically that would attract another shark, it just happens to attract another large great white uh, that goes on a rampage, you know, that, okay, that's understandable. And this one, you know, sharks don't exactly defend their young. They kind of eat them sometimes if there's nothing else to eat. So it's, they, a mama shark wouldn't care if their baby shark got killed, nor would it have this psychic connection to it to sit. And another thing, a great white shark can't stop moving. So it's just sitting there in the pipe and then, oh, wait, my baby's dead. Uh-huh. I know this somehow. I'm going to swim backwards out of this tube and then wreak havoc on these people. So a shark will just sleep, watch... Just they just along. yeah they keep Not moving. Along, Some sharks stay on the bottom because they can. Okay. They'll just the gills will pump the water yeah. through it. Uh, but great whites can't. There's no research to back the fact that they could stop moving. Or like deep blue sea. I know sharks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no shark swimming backwards. Exactly. No swimming backwards. Exactly. Well, hmm. and, see, that, that's what's cool thing about that movie because they pointed out hmm. like whoa because they're and the scientists that are supposed to be scientists are actually surprised like whoa did you see like. What the hell? Like, th- that is impossible. How in the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's really not too much to say other than we said <laughs> about this movie. So, <laughs> as far as the trivia goes, now this was awesome. I wish this would have came to be. Uh, it was originally meant to be a spoof called Jaws 3 People Zero, <laughs> which would have been awesome. That's that nice. would have been, I mean, yeah. and honestly, it's almost there, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> where it stands but uh, they backed out of the, away from that because Spielberg threatened to uh, walk away from his picture deal with Universal if they spoofed his franchise that he started mm-hmm. he didn't want to spoof in the yeah. in the queue so to speak that's probably so, why you don't see him today like they have shark movies but they're not called Jaws like the yeah. bait 3D that's coming out soon that could easily have been Jaws, Jaws 5, 5 or something like that Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they just don't want to uh, touch it anymore they shouldn't and hopefully they'll never remake the, the original because that's just you can't. Oh, well. But I'm sure Michael Bay will like, wait a second. Done. I want to remake Jaws. I know Jaws. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Bing, boom, people <laughs> do Transformers. I want to remake Jaws. It's going to be 10 times awesomer. Yep. Ugh. And then, I mean, uh, back, in the, you know, back, back in the day, you had Jaws and you had like a few other random shark movies. Then you kind of had Deep Blue Sea. And then the, I mean, uh, Sci-Fi Channel decided that sharks are, they realized that sharks are cool. And then they made all this whole string of Sharktopus, Sharkpocalypse, all this crap. And so oh, there's like mega giant mega shark, shark versus something giant, mega octopus or, or yeah, piranha or something, something like, like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Know, and, yeah. and, and even the late, you know, there's uh, Shark Night 3D was on Netflix. I watched that. That was just, uh, shark I movies are so bad. Like, but I do want to see bait just because it's so ridiculous. The no. premise right. is so stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> They're stuck in a But it looks hilarious. <laughs> exactly. <And> that, <laughs> you watch, that's uh, why I would want to see it. Open Water. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm glad you mentioned that. That is a fantastic film. Never watched. It's great. It's, shark movie. Yeah, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's honestly not. It's not okay. Jaws is about a shark terrorizing a population. This is about this being, is about people stranded in the middle of the ocean, and naturally, sharks play a role in that. Because yeah. we don't and, and and to connect that that was a real life story based on a true story. The people in that movie are from Baton Rouge, where we are from here, broadcasting this podcast. Oh, nice. So uh, it's a really interesting story, but the movie itself is very unnerving. Okay. And also in that when you watch the movie, there's no special effects. The actors were actually in the water with sharks. Damn. <laughs> now they they did have protection on, yeah. like under you know they weren't just oh here you're gonna just sit in this feeding frenzy and mm-hmm. just act you know don't move you're not gonna get hurt, blah blah blah. So <laughs> but that I'm glad I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because that totally slipped my mind because I was thinking of so many stupid mm-hmm. shark movies. I remember there, you there had actually that. is another good one. You bought that. Oh yeah. 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 Still have it actually. So I'm actually gonna watch that just to refresh my memory. Mm-hmm. But uh, and this film had the largest largest shark in the franchise at thirty five feet. Jaws in oh, one was twenty five. I thought it was going to be like a blue whale size on the fourth one. <laughs> well, honestly, like when I was a kid, and of course there's a oh don't don't show that that's four. Don't let him see the end of four. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sorry, the shot from four they just showed. If you've seen it, we'll talk about it next week. But it's just <laughs> it's all that's wrong with that movie. But. <laughs> Yeah, Jaws in the original was 25 feet. This one's 35. Uh, so it's a good 10 feet. They had to, yeah, At least they made the shark bigger. Yeah. You know, of course, but it had to be the mama shark. Yeah. And there's never been a great white shark that big unless you go to prehistoric time with Megalodon. So <laughs> you won't see that many. You don't see that many 35-footers, much less 25 in the original. I think the largest one caught was like 21, 
22. So, so even Jaws himself still was still yeah. exaggerating. I mean, yeah. that shark would go from here to the, Jesse's living room. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's a huge fish. That's when you see, like, you hear about crocodiles that are like 18 feet long. Yeah. That's. That and you scare the shit. And you see the pictures where a human's in it for scale. Yeah. And you see just how big that thing is. Anything, you know, and it's just amazing. Uh, and again, like we mentioned before, it was mostly filmed at SeaWorld in Orlando, Florida. Uh, the tagline was, the third dimension is terror, which I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. And this was a time period where there was a big, much like we are in now, or I think maybe we even at the, maybe the tail end of now, a big resurgence of 3D. Because mm-hmm. around the same time you had Friday the 13th Part 3, which was... Friday 13th 3D they had the 3D aspect to it and Amityville 3D so a lot of horror movie 3's came out around this time and all cashed in on the fact that oh let's make it 3D and have four shots in our movie where something's floating or coming at you (laughs) although I must say Friday the 13th 3 and 3D had some great 3D gags Mm. like Jason actually squeezes a dude's head so tight his eyeball flies at the screen (laughs) (laughs) terribly cheesy I know but it's extremely entertaining uh and yeah, I mean, like we mentioned before, I think overall, I think we can all agree this movie's so bad it's good, yeah. or at least entertaining, not necessarily good. <laughs> but uh, this is definitely the the film that changes the franchise from being pretty good to, I mean, being excellent to so just let's quit making go, this. Yeah, you know, okay, you should have stopped at yeah. this one, mm-hmm. and as we'll see next week, because <laughs> you're in for a treat. <laughs> but I do have, I actually have the body counts for the previous two as well as this one. All right, in the original Jaws, there were only six fatalities, including the dog. Now, in Jaws 2, you had nine fatalities, including a whale, which they show the whale on the beach, and that's where Brody's like, oh, maybe another shark did this. Jesse has his 3D glasses on currently in studio looking at the 3D image of the hand. How's it going out for you? It's pretty terrible. (laughs) Case closed. But uh, in Jaws 3, there were only, care to guess how many fatalities? Body count, Jaws 3. Hold on. Hold on. It's nowhere near Uh, as many as Batman. (laughs) uh, That's right. Batman is bloodier than any Jaws film. Like, I don't know, like, true deaths. Uh, Four? I'd go with maybe... Three? Five or so. Okay. You're closer. Six. Now, that's six, six, Ah. including the baby shark. Oh. So you could say five. (laughs) Jesse got it right, yeah. (laughs) So that's the body counts on the first. I'm thinking of the times... Blood exploded into the water. That <laughs> was about five times. Yeah. Except when he swallowed the dude, he got stuck. And the baby in his shark just, just kind of flipped over. And, so yeah, they, the, that didn't come to mind. The actors just sort of rolled him. Oh, it's dead. Well, four yeah. humans. So I guess yeah. I guess I did all right. Because <laughs> of the big ass shark too. So. It's close yeah, enough. Yeah. And I was I gotta say I was so sad at the end of this movie. Going back to the that's all the trivia by the way. So we gotta <laughs> we gotta Woo! talk for a little bit. Uh, I was so sad when uh, Louis Gossett Jr.'s cousin dies. Uh, that even as a kid, I was like, why did he have to die? He was so nice. <laughs> he was so polite to everybody else, and then he gets eaten. Uh, he had some funny little... And he's, you know, it's a, I think that's the best death in the movie, because he's sitting there being chewed up, and like he's like... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was entertaining. And then it was cool, too. When I was a kid, I didn't know this movie was in 3D until I was much older, because the original VHS release, it had the same movie, except all the 3D stuff was just static shots. Mm-hmm. So it was just the hand just floating without that awkward 3D look. Yeah, the same. Uh, and in the end, when the jaws fly at the screen, that wasn't even in the old, like the VHS <laughs> version. And Why all the not? guts and everything, so it was just the explosion and then it cut. So, but well, I... Oh, go ahead. Um, Leah Thompson's character is very easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of her... Bra and panties okay, very quickly. This, this, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of her, I'm glad you mentioned that. This 35-foot great white shark, which, okay, now, remember, Jaws in the first one is 25 feet, and he could swallow a dude and a half. Yeah. So that means the bite radius on this shark has to at least be, like, enough to swallow two to three people whole. And it bites Leah Thompson, and she comes out. She has three scratches on her leg. I think a tooth came loose during, like, in this shot out. Yeah, maybe it just, like, yeah, something like that. Also, though, the little bump on the little bitty, little, what do you, bumper boat thing that they're riding? It gets bumped, and then it shows the shot from under. No shark around. Yeah. So that shark is fast when it wants to be. <laughs> well, I forget. Here's the thing that, that's really funny about this movie. And even the cover. I actually posted the uh, VHS box on the Awesome Podcast Network Facebook site. Uh, and you can clearly see on there, people tend to think that a shark's head is right by the fin when it's <laughs> swimming by people. Because remember, it's swimming right by the uh, ice, yeah. uh, ice skaters. The, the, the people, water skiers. Yeah, like and right its fin them. is right behind them. That means its head is under them. <laughs> yeah. It's not the fin isn't where the teeth are, <laughs> and it's on the cover that scene. And 
it's so many shark movies. Like the fin is Spielberg used the fin there. That's why the shark is there when you because the shark wasn't working in the original Jaws. Which unfortunately this isn't seventies revisited because I would love to do a three episode retrospective on the original, but Damn. we can't. So, but anyway, you don't see the shark for the first two thirds of the movie except for a fin and briefly underwater because the shark didn't work. Yeah. Well, guess what? The little fin mechanism sure did work. So that's why you see. You see the fins moving. So that Spielberg used that and the the first person camera to show that the shark is there. But at least he knew where the head was in relation to the fin. <laughs> Unlike Joe Owls, who directed this movie. Again, you, play that again. What that? Not gonna work. Yeah. Okay. I was talking right <laughs> when it happened. But I didn't hear what it said. Not <laughs> gonna work. Um, yeah. That's why he only made one movie. Well, I mean, he's Spielberg. Spielberg. Okay. I, okay. Until Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He was smart enough to know when to stop making a sequel, or not mm. to make a sequel, because they they did want him back for Jaws too. But I want to say he, he didn't like the so... script, or he didn't think he could, he knew he couldn't come up with uh, something to compare the original, which you really can't. You, you know what's funny is like if it's if you're on a first date, sometimes you can tell things like on a first date, okay, she's gonna be good, mm-hmm. you know, she's gonna be good. Andrea and I's first date was Crystal Skull, you know that, but it's kind of bad when a movie is so bad. That you want the night to end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, see, no, no. I mean, I was waiting for that movie to end. I'm, Not because I didn't, I didn't expect anything afterward. Don't mm-hmm. think that guys yeah. and gals, but I, that movie was so horrible to it, me. It absolutely mm-hmm. was. And I'll, you, we talked last week where you asked like, "What's your? You remember your favorite theater going experience?" Which mm-hmm. I told. I can tell you my worst one, and it was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Who'd Here's, you go with? I went with me and my wife, and then Perry and Crystal in, okay. in Jacksonville, Florida. And my friend Perry, my friend Perry uh, he was on the Star Wars one. We love the Star Wars trilogy. We love Indiana Jones trilogy. Mm-hmm. Heart felt, you know, close to the chest. We love these series. So then, and he was in the Navy, which is why he was in Jacksonville. And he was actually deploying the day after this movie came out. So we knew, like, oh, we're going to go down, you know, we're going down to visit him anyway and then run to Disney World and come back. Uh, so it'd be, it works out perfectly. We can all go see Indiana, the new Indiana Jones together at midnight. That you know, when it opens and he deploys the next morning. Did you morning. check reviews beforehand? No, it was midnight. So I mean, oh yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't Duff. know. I don't know if there was like you know one of those embargo type things where yeah. there really, really wasn't any word of mouth. But yeah. again, even going, I did Indiana not think. Jones. Well, first of all, you have Spielberg directing it. Yeah, Lucas is writing it. They made three amazing films, and then the new one's coming out. Yeah. I had no doubt in my mind it was going to be great, and this is also coming after Rambo, you know, Rambo Four, Rocky Four. Uh, I can't remember if it was before or after Live Free or Die Hard. So there was that that eighties movie revitalization, so to speak, of the old franchises not being rebooted but adding another entry into it. So expectations were high for this film, and going into it, I knew, okay, Shia LaBeouf's in. I don't like him. I can there, get there past were, that, people though. were speculating yeah. that he was going to be his son, which was stupid. Which Again, that kid thing when they bring a kid aspect into a, I hate that in movies. It's mm-hmm. rarely done so well. It's like, rarely done good at all. Uh, Superman Returns. I think the weakest part of the movie is the whole kid aspect. Yeah. Although I must say the best scene in that movie is in the end where he repeats what Jor El says to him in the original seventies, nineteen seventy, whatever Superman. Whatever it was. <laughs> uh, with the same speech that Marlon Brando told Christopher Reeves the baby, he says that in that one, which was awesome for a Superman fan, but. It was just stupid. Don't bring kids into these movies. The only time I think it worked was Over the Top with Stallone. <laughs> Another great 80s movie. It was That was good. It worked out in that. It fit. But anyway, what we, oh yeah, King of Crystal Skull. Anyway, we go into the theater. The AC's broken. Middle of summer. So we are sweating. And again, it's the middle, you know, it's it's midnight too. So it is late. And like, and then, okay, the fridge part happens. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let that one slide. You know, it's stupid. It's it's still Indiana Jones. Okay. Everything up until that point was classic Indiana Jones. Uh, You're going to say like when they went into the temple, like that little the little spin stuff started happening? That was or dumb before too. before that and then, with the well, monkeys. Well, then the whole little chase scene through the college was yeah. ridiculous. The whole like 50s bar fight or, or, <laughs> or soda pop or whatever you, soda joint fight. You know, it was just, oh, it, it, it got, it went from bad to worse to worse to worse to worse to worse. To crap. Yeah. Now, and a lot of people were respect. I don't want to make this Indiana Jones because we'll be doing the Indiana Jones trilogy, which actually comes out on Blu-ray this Tuesday. So I'm extremely excited to watch the original three and have a coaster for my beer right. with I the fourth one. I haven't seen Temple of Doom. I know. Yeah. So we'll be doing those. Uh, and anyway, it's... <sighs> <laughs> now see, in Indiana Jones, we talked about Batman and 
the Jaws franchise is having the bad three and four. Indiana Jones isn't in that club because the third one is fantastic, yeah. if not the my favorite one. You know, but the fourth one is on par with Jaws three, mm-hmm. Batman and Robin, Jaws the Revenge. No, no, Jaws three is better than Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Yeah. It's more like yeah. Jaws the Revenge. So to sum that up in a five minute monologue. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you know that that what that what oh yeah I mean the, the the power went out I mean the power went out the there was no AC we were sitting there sweating, and I I was a fool because the whole time I'm like it's it can't be this I was fooling myself as I'm watching like this can't this no it, something good's gonna happen, it's gonna turn around it's gonna end awesomely it's gonna be amazing in the end, you know and you know you guys don't listening don't know our friend Perry but like he's a, an extreme optimist. He still loves the Phantom Menace. No offense to him. Like, I mean, he knows that's not as good as it, the glow from originally seeing it, but like, he defended it longer than anybody. God bless him. But he, we walked out of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We both just kind of looked at each other like, yeah. <laughs> there, there was no disagreement that, you know, like as they did on South Park, they raped Indiana Jones with this movie, literally. <laughs> and then they're talking about doing a fifth one. Oh, God. So, I didn't know that. I'll tell you what the best part of this movie was to me. The credits. Was honestly, the, aside from it ending... <laughs> But the part where Shia LaBeouf goes to put on Indy's hat, and he's like, nope. Damn right, because you are part. not. You will never be what Indiana Jones is, you little punk. <laughs> now he's trying to get kind of hard, though. Oh, with that, little, with that movie? Not Public Enemies, but it's symbol, yeah. uh, Lawless. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't, I'll never. He's, not, he's no good. <laughs> he's just. Uh uh-uh, uh, brother. That's right. That's right, Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anything else about Jaws 3? Uh, anything that struck you? Really, thing struck me was Louis Gossett Jr. I did not expect him to be in that type of movie. I like the way he talked. He would he kind of talked weird. Like he, he didn't was like, talk in his normal voice. Yeah, no doubt. It, he was yeah. he was definitely yeah. acting. So. <laughs> I don't know if you call it that either. Well, Especially some of the voices, like God, like when he was talking that when he was telling everybody about the um, to hurry up and basically get the hell out of the yeah. underwater thing. Just the way he presented all that, it was no funny. grenades. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, oh, it's so badly acted. but if I had to give it a score I would give it a 4 so it's a little bit higher than uh, the IMDB thing just because of sheer like laugh out loud moments mm-hmm. to me it's higher than the first movie you reviewed as well that's true okay. now since you retrospectively degraded Big Trouble in Little China <laughs> I, I would rather Jaws 3 than Big Trouble in Little China oh no way wow. no way yep. this friendship is over <laughs> No, that's your opinion. You're entitled to it. That's fine. Uh, my review for this movie. Now, when I was a kid, I loved all of them. No matter how, even though yeah. I knew they were bad, but I, uh, sharks are my favorite animal of all time. Yeah, like you know, know usually that. when you're a kid, you tend to gravitate like. Oh, guys, yeah. guys, he's actually in a shark book. Yep, by no fault of my own. I was a little kid at Marine World, and I'm behind these giant megalodon jaws in my Mickey Mouse sweater as a child. Got a picture taken. And somebody took a picture, book. and then like ten years later, I get a shark book for Christmas, and we're looking at it like, wow, <laughs> See, that was God saying. You need to go be an ichthyologist. Like, I'm telling, this is a sign. And I didn't. So <laughs> I could have discovered, you know, how, how to cure cancer and yeah. all that had I studied sharks, but I didn't choose that path. I'm I guess there's still time. Major, would I do anything with it? No. <laughs> <laughs> In Louisiana, there's like not exactly a, a school for ichthyology. <laughs> not that I couldn't have moved somewhere and done it, but I didn't. So, but yeah, uh, now, of course, like I said, when I was a kid, I loved it. I would have said, oh, it's awesome. Even though I knew it was stupid, but to me it was awesome. But to in my eighties, and for the sake of this podcast, like my this is eighties revisited. So revisiting this movie for me, I would give it exactly what number it is in the franchise, a three. Mm-hmm. Now it's only getting a three because it's so bad it's good yeah. to me. Yeah, because definitely. next week is Jaws four. And it's you're not getting a four, re- is it? No, <laughs> you're making me really want to watch it. Like you'll see, you'll see it soon. Now right. I, will, I will I will okay I've, I've told you how bad it is I will tell you this Jaws four has my favorite shark kill in any movie Ooh. well in any in any of the Jaws movies well, oh, it, yeah, it has okay. the coolest kill I think best shark kill to me is Samuel Jackson but well, I'd say I thought that one also when the chick's hanging upside down on the ladder and it kind of gets her right between the legs uh, don't remember that <laughs> or she no she falls in and then it comes up with her and it's Jaws uh, <laughs> I, I like DBC I would give it a four. <laughs> There's a quick modern pick for you guys. <laughs> if you if you like Jaws three and you want to see the another one, oh, Cool J like punched a shark in the face or something like. Oh that? yeah, he's getting eaten. Yeah, okay. And he's, he takes his cross, his crucifix, oh, and, and stabs it in his eye. Yeah. As you'll see, that the the precedent in that movie of the African American surviving also happens in the next movie we watch. It was set by Jaws four, oh, and you'll see why. 
And that's not a spoiler. Because I could spoil the whole movie for right now and it wouldn't make a damn bit of difference. You'd still hate this movie <laughs> okay. that we're doing next week. But yeah, guys, uh, I guess that's pretty much about it for Josh. Jesse, would you like to give a score? Yes. We welcome it. That's my score. Losing. That's actually pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a lower one for that? For Is it like a, a deeper tone? I'll just play it twice. Or, or like maybe like the funeral march, you know? Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's right. That kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> it's entertainingly bad. Yeah, but it, I will say this in its defense. It is a lot more enjoyable than most of the sci-fi. Any other shark movie you could see aside from Jaws. You know, you have Jaws 1, Jaws 2, Open Water. I would say Deep Blue Sea is a little bit better than Jaws 3. So you have about four movies that are decent, for, or two mm. movies that are great for shark lovers, or the genre, so to speak, and then the rest are just garbage. But this is definitely one of the better garbage ones. <laughs> so that's the best way to describe this this movie. But it is, it is part of a beloved franchise that it's just... It's that... Ball of shit rolling downhill, and this is the part three. Cre- the bottom of the hill is coming, mm-hmm. Daniel. Very mm-hmm. soon. Very soon you'll like be at the bottom. Is it catching shit along the way? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like Willow. Downhill? Okay, Jaws mm-hmm. 3 is when Mad Mardigan first falls off the sled, okay. and it's got like a little bit of snow on his shoulder. I got you. Jaws the Revenge is Mad Mardigan the second before he hits the hut. And it's marshmallow With five snowball. feet of snow <laughs> in every direction. <laughs> Except it's not snow on Jaws. It's, it's, it's something else. Shit. Yeah. So, but uh, when, on Jurassic Park, he's you know she's actually digging through the pile of shit that yeah. was Jaws three. The, the bigger the, pile on the right <laughs> is Jaws four. Yeah. Okay. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, and see that's another thing. You can't really make another shark movie. The bar has been set unattainably high. Same thing with you can't make another dinosaur movie. Honestly, I mean you have to be a really unique thing. And they've tried with like uh that TV series that got canceled already with. The dude from Avatar where there's dinosaurs. Terra Nova. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... Jurassic Park set the bar so high. Jaws set the bar so high. You really can't... There's no real point in making it unless you know it's going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion. Although I think the Jurassic Park sequels... I didn't like the second one at all. What? Well, wait, wait. There you go. That's a Spielberg movie. I forgot he did the second one. I think the first half of it was great until they got off the island. Yeah. But I actually liked the third one better than the second one. It started... To go down a little bit for me whenever she started doing the gymnastics. That was the most... Uh, in the theater, I laughed out loud. Because yeah. that was so stupid. <laughs> that was stupid. And apparently also, uh, whenever he's making babies, Jeff Goldblum, he doesn't really care about his own skin color. Yeah. Because that kid was black, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, I mean, obviously the mother had the dominant gene. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, she was She was cute. She was actually a pretty good actress. Yeah. Just they, they, you know, I gotta make my gymnastics squad or whatever yeah. in the beginning, and then it, they pay it off by her like, I don't know. I was gonna say a, a figure skating term because I don't know any parallel bar terms, but she was doing like she a was doing the uneven triple bars. toe loop and yeah. kicking the rafter yeah. out the building. What the f ever? Yeah. <laughs> That's when it got a little. Uh, but I really love the part where when it's coming into San Diego, and it, it doesn't get any communication. Mm-hmm. And like they go and look out in the distance, and then bam, you can see the boat coming in really quickly. Yeah, that's an awesome shot to me. I mean, it's not that it was badly directed by yeah. Spielberg by any stretch. I mean, because the whole Stegosaurus part was cool to see Stegosaurus. Yeah. The the, t- the two T Rexes attacking the uh, uh, the, 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 the big tram old trailer thing. thing. Yeah, I remember the thing in the the because I read the book before I saw the movie, so I had I kind of had good expectations for it because I don't remember the gymnastics angle in the book. <laughs> it might have been. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember that being there. So that was just. Yeah, I think I did have. I think one of, speaking of like good shots, the part where they're running, and the raptors are coming through the field, and it pans up, and you see the the grass like going yeah. down, but like the, the, ten the raptors whole coming out. Part is really that cool was great because raptors. You know, it's not that I mean T Rex is menacing, but just like in the first Jurassic Park, the main thing to be afraid of, even Muldoon, he doesn't give a shit about a T Rex. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, okay, let's go. But then like you know the raptors, he's like, oh, we should kill them all. Yeah. You know, he knows that they're the mo- the thing to be worried about getting out, not a T-Rex. So, anyway, another ten... Oh, there we go. We, we covered Spielberg's trilogies. Gotcha. Well, sort of... Yeah, he did all Indiana Jones. He did. He just did the two... Dra- he didn't do the third one, Jurassic Park, so... Joe Johnston did it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then he did Captain... Was it Joe Johnston, Captain America? That I don't know. No, it wasn't. It was... He did something recently. Well, let's yeah. find out, folks. Consult the Yeah, Oracle. you're right. Oh, it was. Never mind, it was Captain America. Captain America. America. Yep, and I think he did The Wolfman before that, which was an absolute... Is it on there? Am I correct? Yep, The Wolfman with <laughs> Anthony did, Hopkins. He did Jumanji. 
the Wolfman was garbage too. Don't don't go see the Wolfman, our listeners. If you if you value if you like our opinions on these movies, we're just giving you some tips right now from things <laughs> to avoid. Don't see the Wolfman. I know Halloween's coming up. Don't bother with that one. Go see the original Lon Chaney Jr. one. It's he did much Honey, I better. Shrunk the Kids, Rocketeer. Oh, Rocketeer is phenomenal. I wish it was in the 80s. I think it's in the 90s. Yeah, 91. I was so disappointed. That was another one when I was looking at updates for certain movies that I loved. When I saw 91, I was like, oh, We could do sorry. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. We could. I, I do have that one. Mm-hmm. Which was released the same day as... Batman? There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember how I massacred like, my little joke I was trying to say when you said which one won the opening weekend? I said shrunk. I meant to say smaller. One of them was significantly smaller. Yes. So, but it didn't. It was one of the same time I was listening to. I was like, "That's what I meant to say." I was like, but thanks to the magic of podcasting, I can I can come back and say it now. Yeah, Update. and look a little bit less stupid, or sound a little bit less stupid. But uh, in the real world, again, this was July twenty second, nineteen eighty three. I was a lad of three, three and a half, actually, almost three and a half, to the day. Uh, July fifteenth, the Famicom goes on sale in Japan. What is that? Nintendo Nintendo Entertainment oh. System. So a very significant day in the history of video gaming. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then a day after Jaws 3D released, there was an incident known as the Gimli Glider. Do any of you happen to know what that is? Nope. Does not involve dwarves, I take it. No, it's not. Gimli. Unfortunately, it's nothing to do with launching a dwarf off a high <laughs> thing to see how far they can go. But uh, I only know of this simply because I have a bathroom reader in my bathroom, and right. I will frequently flip through it when I'm in the office, so to speak. Uh, <clears throat> so when I saw that this was the same date, I remember what it was, so it's definitely relevant. But basically... Uh, Air Canada Flight 143 runs out of fuel in the air. And they glided into Glimly, Gimli, Manitoba safely. Everybody, Nobody dies. Uh, but it was due simply because when they were loading it, it was a couple of errors. But the main error was is that uh, the airline recently switched to the metric system and they filled the fuel on the old system. So it didn't have as much, the fuel wasn't full. So it, there's this flying along, oh, we're out. But they land. They landed it safely. No casualties. It's a very famous aviation incident. Another reason why metric system is a big. <laughs> <laughs> Except here in America. Yeah. Still today. You think they yeah. just fill up the tank until it clicks? You know, like I mean, why, why isn't it that simple? <laughs> you know, I mean, wouldn't that be easier? It would be. Oh, we put four hundred and fifty uh, whatever metric turn yeah. in the thing. It's full. And then uh, it was at 41,000 feet when it ran out of fuel. So this isn't like, you know, coming in for a landing or anything. This is... What was the flight number on Lost? Um, send in your email. 143 <laughs> is standing out to me for some reason. I don't think it was 143. Okay, okay. Um, 815. 815. Oh, yeah. Oceanic 815, yeah. yeah. Why is 143 sticking out to me for some odd reason? I don't know. It's not one of the September 11th like ones, number. so... Yeah, maybe I just like that number. <laughs> you should All right. bet that on something. There you go. <laughs> and then uh, this was interesting, too. Uh, again, the movie released the 22nd. Uh, eight day, uh, six days before, on July 16th, Metallica's debut album released, Kill Em All, bringing Metallica to the world. Not their best album by any stretch. They would then follow it up with several amazing albums until recently when they kind of dropped off, in my opinion. <laughs> and, then, and then five days after Jaws 3... I assume she was inspired by the movie to release an album because it was so good to her. But Madonna's debut album released mm-hmm. in 1983 on July 27th. And that's the way it was around July 22nd, 1983. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Again, uh, we are part of the Awesome Podcast Network, which also includes two other great podcasts, one of which is about hero clicks called Duo Attack. And I only did that one because I want to see Daniel look at me with these daggers you're looking at because he always mentions Duo Attack and not Geekly Dose. But I'm going to mention Duo Attack this week. So if you're into hero clicks, either you're an experienced 10-year veteran like one of the hosts or a relatively recent player much like myself like and Jesse, who is also the other host on the show, give it a shot. It's very informative, and there's not really that many hero click podcasts out there. And this one, every time I listen to it, I learn something new. So definitely check that one out. number one? Isn't I believe the number so. one hero it, it fluctuates podcast or it's up there. <laughs> it has been number one before. Oh, okay, Jim, well. you gotta keep up with them for them to be number one. Yeah. and we have not been keeping up with them very well. But it was, folks. But yeah, yeah. Every it, time it will we always up, be to us. When yeah. we put it on new one, it usually goes up there and then goes back down. <laughs> Just also, like waves in the ocean of Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Geekly Dose, which is everything geek. And it's Stephen Nochi, <laughs> how do you say it? No, no, no Centelli, uh, Tim Bridgewater, and our own Jesse Sigilly. 
talk. Uh, I don't know what's <laughs> everything geek. You already said it. No, That's but is there anything like a new episode? What was it about? The latest um, episode, not the. It was um, yeah, there was one. <laughs> they reviewed Badass and Batman vs Predator. There you go. Yeah, that's true. I can't remember what the game review was though. Game review was Battlefield Three. Oh yeah, that's right. You are correct, sir. Yeah. So yeah, Very definitely nice. check out the, if you like if you have if you like this one even in the slightest or even if you hate us and you want to get more angry, mm-hmm. listen to the other podcasts on the Awesome Podcast Network. They're as good, if not better, than this one. This our humble little podcast. So, and if you have anything you want to comment or whatnot, you want to send to us, just send it at Eighties Revisited. That's no apostrophe. No apostrophe. No, no apostrophe. What's that? No apostrophe. Eighties Revisited at gmail.com. Definitely, and I uh, would like to uh, just let everybody know uh, if you try to download the Batman episode initially last week, uh, there was a little glitch somehow on iTunes where it wasn't downloading for some people, but I believe it's should yeah, be, it was everything's repaired, fine like, now. A day or two uh, after. And one of our listeners, Russ Abrams, brought that to our attention, so we did get that fixed thanks to him letting us know. Uh, I tend to listen to my ours on Stitcher or download it via my phone, which I had no problems with. So, without you, Russ, we might not have caught that. So we appreciate uh, that. It, if you email us. Chances are we're going to probably mention your name on air, so that's always a good thing. And Unless Russ, you just like email us. Unless you don't scathing. want to be mentioned. Yeah. Or, or like, just give us an email address like some people did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Russ is, I, I did strike a little uh, conversation with him, and his favorite 80s movies are back, the Back to the Future trilogy and Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, so, I haven't watched Revenge of the Nerds either. We'll so. be getting to that too, because <laughs> and now, uh, next week, of course, is Jaws 4, the revenge, the end of an era of Jaws movies, because there's never been a Jaws movie, hasn't been a Jaws movie since. So we're going out on that one, unfortunately, so to speak. <laughs> Not to totally <laughs> demoralize Daniel from what he's about to watch. But yeah, then after Jaws, we're, we're getting into the Halloween season, which we've been kind of talking about off and on throughout the entire entirety of the podcast. We're going to be doing horror movies every Tuesday in October. The first one will be the 80s classic, and one of my personal faves, The Monster Squad. Basically <laughs> the Goonies with Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, oh, nice. the Mummy, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mer monster, whatever you want to call them. So look for that. That's what's coming up. And also we are uh, we do have a contest brewing in the background. And we'll give more details closer to our 25th episode. But we are getting there, so just we thank you for listening. Again, if you have any questions, hit us up at 80srevisited at gmail.com. And until next time, I am Trey Harris. I'm Daniel Sanangelo. Jesse Sedgley. Cowabunga! Is it is the tide come up in the past hour or so? <laughs> Find this show and more at the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network. And follow us on Twitter at awesome podcasts.